Welcome to episode 15 of the Comfort in the Workplace podcast. In this episode, I want to talk about putting others first and how valuable and how tremendous it could be for your leadership if you're always thinking about putting others first. I'm going to talk about this in three different aspects. First is I want to, I want to talk through a crucible moment that, I've, that I had, my first crucible moment of my career. The second, I'll talk about a comfort in the workplace topic called Flip the Script. And then lastly, I want to talk about how you double down on putting others first in times of uncertainty. So what is a crucible? Um, there's, there's a book that I read called True North, an excellent book. And in True North, it talks about crucibles. And these are moments of extreme trial. This is where your leadership is put to the test. This is where you as a person are put to the test. And during these times, during these crucibles, you could have doubt of yourself. You could be in, in absolute despair. So this could be viewed as a very, very low moment in your life, in your career. However, you can emerge from these. You emerge with resiliency. You emerge with self-confidence. You emerge with faith that things are going to get better. And by doing that and getting through these crucibles, you have a surge in your development. It could be tremendous, tremendous for your development. So I was lucky to face my first leadership crucible very early in my career. And so let me take you back. This was in my, my early 20s. And for as long as, as, I, as I can remember from the, the point that I started working, um, I had a, a bottle of Maalox on, on my desk. So picture, you know, 22-year-old, 23-year-old, 24-year-old with a bottle of Maalox on, on the desk. I mean, what could you possibly be stressed about? You don't, you don't have, you don't have a, a family. You don't have a mortgage. You don't have all of the stress that come with being a mature adult. Um, and yet, I had a bottle of Maalox on, on my desk. I mean, I was always stressed. So for my first job, I worked in, in Manhattan, and for, for many, that's a dream, right? And, and even better, in, in order to get to my office, I had to walk through Rockefeller Center. And what's better than that? And you walk through, and, and, and I remember they had the, the morning shows set up, and, and a lot of times there'd be crowds out there and, and, and tourists, and from time to time, there would be um, concerts. And for me, in this mindset, those were stressful situations. I'd get so pissed off if there was a concert. I remember a couple times, I remember once Hootie and the Blowfish had a, had a concert and I had to walk, I don't know, four or five blocks out of the way in order to, in order to get to my, my office. And another time, Ricky Martin had a, had a, had a concert and it was even, even worse. Um, you know, maybe I had to walk six blocks. And in the grand scheme of things, these are very, very small um, pieces and very small sacrifices that you have for being able to work in, in the greatest city in the world. And so for me, though, they were very stressful. And then I'll, even around Christmas, and you think about every, every single day I was able to walk past that beautiful Christmas tree in Rockefeller Center. I mean, these are tourist attractions. People come from around the world to be able to, to, to ice skate at Rockefeller Center or to walk past the, the Christmas tree. And here I had the luxury of doing it every single day. And, and again, in this mindset, I was so pissed off that tourists were, were in my way, on my way to, to the office. Like, how could they be walking so slow when it's rush hour and I'm trying to get to the office? And, I, I, and as horrible as it is, I'd picture myself, literally picture myself, punching them in the back of the head um, because I felt like they were, 
ah, so frustrating that they were that they were in front of me. And so it wasn't only out of the office. In the office, I was I was just as stressed. I had very high expectations for myself. I was a high achiever, and I was gonna I was taking the world by by storm. And however, my expectations were just as high for everyone else. You know, I thought I was the hardest working. I questioned everyone's commitment. I questioned everyone's work ethic. I mean, I was good at what I did. I delivered, and I, I, delivered, I delivered well. And I was making a great name for myself by, by delivering. But at the same time, you can imagine I was pissing some people off. I mean, I was, I, I, I was not only pissing people off, but I was driving myself to an ulcer before I was even 30 years old. I mean, this was no way to live. And so for me, I was very lucky. I had a bunch of stuff come together at the right time. I met my, my future wife. I got paired up with the right mentor. I had some serious, serious self-reflection. So I was lucky that I was able to, um, to, to look at myself and to take a reflection of my, of my life. And so I knew through all of that, that something, something had to change. Um, I, I knew that you know, when I met my wife, I was, putting, I was putting her first. So that was my first chance of putting, putting someone, other, someone else first, looking at it from someone else's perspective. As you know, as you get into a more serious relationship, there's a lot of compromise. Um, and so I learned compromise. I learned <laughs> the ability to apologize, which was something that um, I, didn't, I didn't do much of um, be, before that. Meeting the right mentor, um, I, I, I was able to put some things into perspective. And the perspective that I was able to, to gain was that there are other people's perspectives. It's not just my perspective. Um, that my number one priority isn't necessarily everyone else's number, number one priority. And so through this crucible, I learned that I had to focus on things that I could control, the things that were in my control, and I had to let go of the things that were outside of my control. And so this was a powerful lesson for me. So I, I, I remained very high expectations for, for myself. Um, I believe in demanding excellence. That's one of the core tenets of comfort in the workplace. But they have to be reasonable. And they have to be done with respect. So that was a tremendous lesson for me. Um, understanding other people's perspectives. Understanding that other people have their own, their own priorities. And so if I didn't learn these lessons, I would have never made it into a leadership position. I would have never went past the individual contributor, which I was a high achiever, into a leadership or a management position. This crucible helped raise my ceiling. And, and, and wow, what did it do for my health? I mean, you can imagine being 30 years old and, and having an ulcer. That would have been horrendous. So be grateful for your crucible. It's a test. I want you to embrace it. And I want you to know that you will come out a better person you need to look for lessons. And that's what I did. And this was my first real taste of flipping the script. Okay, so flip the script is one of the comfort and worst place topics. And there's a, there's a detailed YouTube video, about five minutes, um, not, not too long, that goes into detail about flip the script. But you know, here's, here's a summary for you. So as we're going along um, in our careers, in our lives, it's very natural for us to picture ourselves on our journey and picture it. Right, we're walking along this path, and as we're walking along, we're meeting various people, and there's people that come, come into our lives, there's people that come into our careers, maybe they're coworkers, maybe it's a boss, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's an acquaintance, and, and you're, you're, you're moving along and you're interacting with them, but then you're moving on to the next, 
and, and you're moving from one role in your organization to another role and you're meeting different people. And some of these people that you meet, they're playing positive roles in, in your journey. Maybe some are negative, maybe some are notable, and maybe others, they're not, not so notable and you don't really remember them too much. So now I want you to flip the script. I want you to picture yourself on the side of the path. I want, to picture your co- I want you to picture your coworkers, your team members, and even your bosses. I want you to picture them on their career path as they walk past you. Look at it from their perspective. You are a role player on their path. So now I want you to question, what kind of role are you going to play? So as your boss walks by, as your team members pass through your leadership, as you, your coworkers pass through working, working with you, what is the role that you're going to play? Is it going to be positive or is it going to be negative? How are they going to remember you? Are you going to be notable on their paths? Are you going to make an impact? Are you going to make a difference? Very powerful to start thinking about the role you are playing on somebody else's career path somebody else's life path. You think about it on life. Think about your kids as they're going through their path and you're a role player, big role player, but you're a role player in their career journeys, their life path. What kind of role are you going to play? So that's flipping the script. Um, It's been tremendous for me, especially learning that early in my career, being able to appreciate others' perspectives taking the blinders off from bulldozing through your own, your own path. And the other thing it helps you do is it helps you appreciate the journey. And so by, by looking at others' journey and knowing that you're not going to be there necessarily for their destination, you're just a role player on their journey, it helps you appreciate your own journey, that it's not just about the destination, that the people that you meet along the way are important, that the experiences that you have in your journey are important. So I encourage you to take a look at the YouTube video, pay attention to the concept, the topic of flip the script, because I do think it could be tremendous, not only for your career, but for your life. Okay, so that was about 15 years ago when I first learned this lesson. And and yeah, mostly this comes second nature to me now. Um, I don't have those struggles that I had 15 years ago. I'm more mature. I've learned that lesson. But there are, there, there's, there's, there's a couple times um, where this needs to come back into focus for me. And so when my situation is not feeling so great, so when there's some uncertainty, or I don't know um, exactly where, where my career is going in, in the next step, um, this is when I double down on Flip the Script. So I bring this back into focus, and I know that if I'm facing uncertainty, I go out of my way to look out for others. I find ways to help them. And, and amazingly, by doing this, it gives me more energy and gives me more positivity about my, my own situation. And, and in some cases, it might be as simple as, as me going and bringing back opportunities to my, my team. So instead of looking out for myself and what's my next opportunity, I go out of my way to look out for opportunities for my team and then bring it back to them so that they could have the spotlight and they could feel good about their situations. I mean, I've recommended peers for promotions 
And I've even recommended peers for promotions that I knew I was being considered for. And think about how powerful that is. You're, you're, there's a short-term sacrifice, but there's a long-term value. Um, there's a long-term positivity that you gain in, in, in doing that. So I've given advice to coworkers who's, who, who's faced layoffs. And I've sat in front of them um, knowing that I'm at risk myself. And, I, and maybe I'm at more risk than, than, than they are. But I put all of that way in the back. And I, I, I put extreme focus, exaggerated focus on, on their situation. And I give them real advice. And, and, and by the way, by giving them advice, I'm also giving myself advice too. Um, and it's amazing how that, how that works out sometimes. So I know on the surface, when situations seem tough, you're facing layoffs, you're waiting impatiently for a promotion that you know you deserve. You have uncertainty on your future role. Um, but I implore you to have self-confidence. Know that you have desirable skills, that you're not afraid of putting in the work, you're not afraid of proving yourself, that you're welcoming change, you have no problem starting over, you know that you have the ability, the skill, the desire to make it happen. So for me, none of that scares me. I know it might be tough, but I've learned from experience that a crucible is a blessing in disguise. And, and I've got to say, in the long term, this has never done me wrong. In every case, I did the right thing with the right tent. And it just felt good every time. Every single time, I felt better about myself and my situation. Sure, I, I may have been passed over for a promotion or two. And maybe I didn't always come out with the best role. And it certainly felt like a, a, a serious knock in the short term. But in the long term, this became part of my reputation and my brand. And I could guarantee you people noticed. Putting others first has treated me very well in the long term. And now that is something I am proud of. Please join me in creating comfort in the workplace by respecting team members and demanding excellence.